<laughs> it's a fun game that you hate. Dealing with opposite sex is a lot like playing Mario Party. Yeah. So I told her, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'll meet at your place. I'll be there. Sign up's at three. I'll be there a little after two. And then we could go from there. And she's like, cool. And I'm like, cool. What is it? The the kind of perspective I had with that entire conversation is new to me. Because before, I would kind of like know what I want to do. And I'd be the one to vocalize it. Yeah. But I knew it's like, okay, wait. Let's see what they say. And I started to get that type of mindset after I started microdosing for a little bit on mushrooms. Mm. See, I told you I'd bring this up yeah, again. Yeah, the microdosing. And I, I was trying to think of a good way to like naturally bring it up. Because <laughs> I can't just be like, oh, hey, that was microdosing on some of the mushrooms. Oh, drugs. Uh, but no, it's like, okay, so I was paid for some work, and I'd say about five grams of mushrooms. That's how much was given to me. Maybe even a little more. So outside of taking some to Chicago for that Cubs game, yeah, I started every few days, I was microdosing. I was taking about 0.8 grams between 0.5 and 0.8, depending on the night. Uh, sometimes I would do 0.5 and then weigh out 0.3 more and take that like an hour later for a nice buildup effect because that's how I like to do my acid when I take acid. I will only do a half tab, but I'll start with a quarter tab wait an hour, and then do the other quarter. I haven't done acid in so long. I'm kind of going to do it again. I'm really, I used, I liked acid a lot, obviously, as we've talked about on previous episodes. But the way I handled the shrooms the last few weeks, I'm starting to like it more. Because yeah, I do like shrooms more than acid. With acid, you build that tolerance, and I didn't really feel a tolerance with shrooms. Oh, man, I want to do shrooms so bad again. Yo, we got we to gotta do it again. I'm going to text... Right. Well, I'm going to text him. I'm going to edit his name out so people on the podcast don't hear it. Yeah. But they have a guy who sells some stuff, and I want to see if he has shrooms. And if he does, he's going to be my shrooms guy. Because I need to microdose like that more because it gave me a good perspective on a lot of things. Not in like a trippy way, more of a my mind is finally calm. I'm able to think things because I have ADHD. So it's like I'm thinking of a lot of things at once, and as soon as I think about one thing, I think about the opposite angle of that thing. Oh, yeah. And it's just like constantly... I probably have that, too. Yeah, and it's like you're just constantly overthinking and just running through different scenarios. But this made me make sense of things. It's like, oh, okay, these are things I need to do in my life that I'm just not doing. And I like actually pointed it out. And I needed that. And that was one of those things, like knowing how to navigate those types of conversations and kind of putting myself first, because that's something I don't do a lot where I will, you know, go help people out right away if they need it. Or if I know I've been putting off doing dishes and cleaning up around my apartment, I'll set time aside to do that. But if someone wants to hang out or somebody wants to do it, I'll just stop that and go do that thing with them. Mm. I'm starting to do that less because I need to do these things. Yeah. You know? Do stuff for yourself. Yeah. Help, help you in your house. Exactly. Figuratively and literally. Yeah. So it's like, I've been getting better at telling people no. Some people aren't liking that because they're like, okay, that's weird. It's like, dude, you know, you've got days where you do stuff around your house. You just don't have people asking you to hang out those days. So you're not telling them no, you yeah. know? 
Like, I'm sorry, I work full-time, I go to school full-time, I got multiple extracurriculars, you know? It's not like I just have one hobby. I have multiple different hobbies. That's true. So trying to juggle all of that and still maintain myself in my domain and and everything, yeah, that's where the shrooms really helped me get that perspective. That's why I'm happy we don't hang out um, on a personal level because... Well, fuck you too. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, no one. No, we're not doing the no, no one because that's a bad jinx on us. When we started that, we lost 45 viewers. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's and your boy, Gabe. Everybody. It's your boy, Colin. It's the greatest duo since Batman and Robin. We won't we won't discuss I just, Batman no, and Robin. Good, we won't discuss that, but that is not... We're not the best duo since them. There's been great duos since them that we have been better than. Do you think we're better than Agent K and J from Men in Black? No. <laughs> and that's that's just purely because Tommy Lee Jones and Will Smith are a dynamic duo. Well, we might not be better than them, but you know what? I think we are on our way. Yeah, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. We are the two hosts of the of the podcast that you love. Hey, that's the name of the album. You know, you might hate it. We don't know how many people hate listen to Even us. Even if you hate it, at one point you loved it. Hate <laughs> want, and love are very in, interconnected. They I want I want to hear just some reviews like I fucking hate this podcast, but I can't stop listening to it. I just want to hear I just want to hear their dumb takes on this album so I listen to it. Thank you. Gabe can't even sing. Why is he always fucking singing? Gabe, Ugh. my favorite segment is Gabe tries to enunciate words. <laughs> hey, Gabe, read much? <laughs> I did read a lot as a kid. I, yeah? Would you read Archie comic books? Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Whoa. Luke Cage comic Whoa. books? Jeez. <laughs> Today, Was that too hard for we you? We are doing an album that I did not, uh, I did grow up with, actually. Honestly, I'm a, I forgot what we were doing. We're doing uh, Missy Elliott. Yeah. Supa Dupa Fly. I have everything written down on the notepad in front of me. Colin still uses paper. I use my phone. Because it feels good to physically write it out. I my boss hated that. When I, when I started... They gave me an iPad and they gave me a laptop and I'm like, all right, I'm taking handwritten notes because I can organize that better than like, and it's easier to format with a pen and pencil. I feel like there's an emotional connection to it. Too. Yeah. Cause it's like, I'm not going to go search through the formatting settings to start a bullet point. I'm going to fucking mark a dot on my paper. Okay. So, and I don't want to, I don't want to get on a, a tangent. I'm already going to go on a tangent. This episode is, this episode is also brought to you by Sour Apple for Loco. We're same recording the same night. It's As the same can. Episode. It's warm that now. Last week. Last week, we're drinking the same can of Four Locos, and they're same very warm. Uh, it's not good. But, but there Elliot are sponsors. probably wrote up, not probably, definitely wrote all of her songs on a notepad. In 97, you In think so? she definitely wrote on I don't know. I think she was at least on a, a typewriter. I can see that. Disgusting. I can see her in the studio just clack, 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 ching, clack, 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 clack. One of my questions for Colin. Oh, thank you. But do you, 
do you think there's a uh i wish i had drank so much because i could i could say the word but it's escaping no 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 gabe you will you would have never been able to say the word i i now is our next segment gabe (laughs) why don't you sound it out it's not even sounding it out it's i don't i know the word but i can't think of it correctly it's the loco talking loco makes you loco am i I, nope i can't find the word but do uh do you think there is like a uh a link i guess wow you really (laughs) broke out the vocab book for that one that's the smallest word i can think of to let me look at the thesaurus real quick the word i'm trying to think of do you think these are similar (sighs) the between artists and the back in the day before everybody's writing their stuff in phones and do you think there's like a uh what the fuck is the fucking word i'm trying to think of uh do you think there's like a difference do you think there's uh uh fuck people write music on their phones today people used to write their songs in notepads do you think that that has anything to do with the disparity disparity Sound it out. Sound it out. What the fuck is the word? You know what I mean. No, I don't. Do you think that there's like a difference with like the? Do you think they had more of a connection with what they were writing? Yeah, there we go. Because they were writing it down in the fucking notebooks, and now they're writing down their fucking phones. Do you think? You know. Yeah, there is more of an emotional connection between writing down a thought. Not liking your thought, scratching it out, writing a new thought, scratching that out, writing the old thought back, and then seeing how it flows. Like, I like to do that with my jokes. Like, I hand wrote my jokes. Yeah. Like, I have a notepad of jokes, and you see that. You see a lot of arrows pointing, like, okay, this is relevant to what I was talking about earlier, so I'll slot that up. Nowadays, copy paste where I want it, hit backspace. It some of the oh, feeling. control Z to undo. Yeah, it loses the connection you have with your thoughts on the paper. God fucking damn it. You know what? I don't give a fuck. Don't edit any of this shit. I my wasn't sh- going to. My fucking struggle with figuring out the fucking thing. Well, I'm going to edit that fuck. out. We have God fucking damn it. We have young Jesus listeners on this. Fucking Christ. Joel listens to this. I've never heard Joel swear. Shout outs to Joel. You've definitely heard Joel swear. I never have. Uh, Yeah. Super Duper Fly, Missy Elliott, released in the summer of 1997. Good. Good year. I am going to go on a rant now. Oh, you weren't on a rant earlier? things about 1997 and why 1997 is a pivotal year for hip-hop god save it for 96 96 is a little bit linked in this i'm gonna start at 1996 it's the summer of 1996 gabe is a four-year-old sipping on apple juice oh not me i'm going to the west coast oh okay september of 96 tupac is shot and killed a few months later in march of 97 the notorious big is shot and killed as well there is a humongous hole in America's heart. In America's heart, and a bigger one in hip hop. Two of the biggest stars just got killed. Yeah. The guys who have been carrying the la- the the scope of hip hop for the last three or four years are dead. What do we do? Do we continue? Does the genre keep on? What do we do? We party. We put on flashy suits, very colorful suits. We sample old music from the eighties and seventies and make them hip hop. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, maybe have my years mixed up, but is Can't Touch This a diss on Emma, uh, on Tupac and Biggie dying? 
was MC Hammer saying, can't touch this, because he couldn't be touched and he couldn't be killed? What do you think on that? It's a horrible question. I know. Was That was like, what, 92? 90. <laughs> yeah. 90. But actually, MC Hammer rode around the hospital to make sure that nobody was going to finish off Tupac when Tupac was in the hospital in 96. <sighs> what a waste of gas. He died anyway. He did. They didn't know, though, because people were like, people were calling up. They're like, yeah, he's been shot before and he survived. We're going to finish the job. Jesus Christ. What is wrong with people? Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn my red hat around and say, Gabe, that's just a problem with youth in America these days and back in the days. Let me just say, man, MC Hammer wasn't he wasn't to be fucked with. He, he might have did that commercial shit, but he was he's it's a hood nigga. Don't fuck with MC Is he? Hammer. Yeah, with his little little parachute pants. Dog, look it up. Look up MC Hammer. That personally, I don't want no problems with him. I do. I do not want problems with Hammer. This nigga, it's an OG. MC Hammer, if you're listening to this, it's the white boy antagonizing you. Not me. Hey, you can't. It's clearly you. Anyway, there's a big hole. Every, you know, two of the biggest stars are dead. And we're in mourning. We don't know what the fuck to do with our lives. We've never, we've never experienced this in hip hop yet. You know, we've never had two of our biggest artists be shot and killed. After a big war between coasts, you know? Yeah. Hip-hop is basically in shambles. So what happens? Puffy takes it upon himself hmm. How to, convenient. Control, <laughs> to control hip-hop, basically. Oh, really? The whole genre. All it took was... His best friend dying and their biggest rival dying, yes. For him to take control of everything? Yep. Weird. He puts out No Way Out. It's the biggest record of the year. Wow, what a coincidence. Hey, man, you, there's a lot of conspiracies. We're keeping that theme going. Oh, God. Oh, this is the worst thing I've ever drank. This episode is brought to you by Warm Sour Apple for Loco. Two people make their mark in 1997. It's weird that they are on this album together. Is it weird? Busta Rhymes? I think Busta Rhymes just... Missy Elliott. Missy Elliott. Busta Rhymes drops an album this year as well. Uh, when disaster strikes, another Ooh. a very good album. It's a heart heart wrencher. It's a if you really about to be, let me see just what you got for me. Put your hands where my eyes can see. Straight buck wild in the place to be. You know what? That dude can bust some rhymes. This is serious. We can make you delirious. You should have a healthy fear of us. Yeah. So Busta and Missy. I mean, other people put out albums this year, but the only people I care about in 97 is Puff and Busta and Missy. Because I think those were the people, I think, personally. Jay-Z put an album out in 97. But no one nobody, cares about Jay-Z at that point. Nobody talks about Volume 1, even though there's some bangers on, on Volume 1. Jay-Z doesn't really come out till the next year when Hard Knock Life comes out. So Yeah, that was the Annie soundtrack, yes, right? Yes, it's a Hard Knock Life. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. We... Definitely need to review Volume 2. Amazing album. Yeah. But 97 belongs to Puff, Bus, and Missy. And it's crazy. All three are, there's, I would say all three are on the album. I think Puff is like on like a, uh, like a couple of songs. Is he? I didn't he, hear him at all. If he's not, he's the spirit of Puff is on this album. 
Yeah. The spirit of Puff is on pretty much any album in 97 mm. because he ruled hip hop. Convenient. It's, it's funny because Life After Death comes out in March and that whole album is a bad boy album. That's all. That's a bad boy album. Did we discuss this on Ready to Die? Did he come up with Life After Death right away or was that the label making it Life no, After Death? No, that was the name of the album uh, before. <sighs> God yeah, damn. He, the, the... Just he knew. Permitted, they knew. They knew. Yeah. Um, so, sound it out. Say that word again. The premonition. Okay, there the you go. You said premonition. The promotion. That's one of the main reasons why I wanted to uh, review this album, not just because the singles on this thing are legendary. Yeah, I like them. This em. is a pivotal time in hip hop, and you can hear the East Coast influence on this album. You really can. It so sounds like these beats. classic. East Coast '90s rap. Yeah, a lot of the songs have the the, the all the. I did. I did have an issue. Right, and I did have an issue with a couple songs because it felt like it was just biting ready to die a little bit with like some of his successful songs that were a little bit slower on I, there. My issue was not that. I think the singles and a couple songs have that signature Timbaland feel of. This was created in 96, 97, but this beat is from the year 2017. Uh, it's futuristic. Some of, this, some of the beats, though, are very, very boring. It just... Uh, so, okay, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves because that is one of my critiques of the whole album. Yeah. it's It's just a slow... Not slow in pacing, yeah. but slow in groove yeah. of the album. It's just like an There's album of slow songs. songs. Are just so slow, and, I, and like I don't, and I don't. I think our definition of slow are a little bit different nowadays. Because I think when I say slow, I think you can do R and B songs that are slow. That's yeah. cool. But there are rap songs on this album where Missy isn't singing at all. Where the beat is super lackadaisical and just kind of just there. I want to point out specifically the second song after Bus's intro, Hit Him With The Heat, Hit Him With The Ha. I like the song a little bit, but it's so meandering. It's so just there. And that's where I kind of see, I always combine the two because I feel like. The Busta intro flows really well into that. It sounds like they use the same uh, beat a little bit. Yeah, and I, I'm fine with that. And I love cohesive cohesiveness. I am. This whole this whole episode is a sounded out segment. It's all all of it. It's the that's it's not a segment. It's the episode. Uh, but this song is like four minutes, and you have Missy Elliott and Lil Kim on the same song. How is this not one of my favorite songs on the album? It's not. Every time I listen to it, I'm like, this should be a great song. And it's not. And that's my biggest issue with a lot of the songs on this album. There's a, a specific song I want to point out. Izzy, Izzy, Ah. That is my honorable mention because I like part of it and I hate the other part. That's what I'm saying. I'm happy that you have it as an honorable mention because yeah. it's such a... it's a great song to single out when we talk about the issue of this album. And let me, let me put it on. It's, it's the same 
issue I have with the rain or super duper fly, uh-huh. it's there's just a part of it that sticks out to me that I don't like. Yeah, and on this, this is a song that I would believe that you would. This is a song that could have been on Ready to Die. Yeah, for sure. The beat, just basing off the beat, like I like this song. Well, I think she even had references to it. Like I think there was lyrics because you know how sometimes they do that. They like pull a lyric or two yeah, as a reference to it. Yeah. Um, There's, I think there is. I think it's on Hit Up with the He. Yes, definitely on Hit Him With The He. Let me... Which is also a reference to a... Uh, Missy did the remix to a New Edition song, You Don't Have To Worry, where she says, I hit him with the he. She she mentions, she references this song. That yeah. song, you know? This song is dope. This is a dope song. Izzy Izzy High is a dope song. Part of it, though. Part of it is dope. But it's... There's it's it's too lazy. The hook is lazy. That's what I hear. As Izzy is it's like okay, and when we talked about this previously with the album, um, I've been meaning to tell you they recorded this album in just two weeks. Wow. Which that's why it sounds so similar. Exactly. This you you could you could you could when when I tell you it, it was made in two weeks, you could be like. I definitely hear that because you make some great singles and then you just make some filler. Let's get into one of my favorite segments. We got questions for Colin. When was the first time you listened to Missy Elliott? I honestly have no idea. She's one of those artists that's just just around all the time. Yeah. So I remember watching music videos, getting ready for school, hearing her shit on the radio. And it's just like, I don't. I can't really pinpoint the first song I heard. I don't think I heard anything from this album when what I was younger. What did you feel when you first heard it? What so, did you think? Definitely early two thousands, and I felt like I don't know. She had kind of like a cool vibe about her that I really liked, and that's. I just felt the coolness. Yeah, and I really think that's a lot of her two thousand two thousand two stuff. When I, I guess that's the time period I did start to hear her more, but I can't pinpoint exactly when. I think the first time had to be the rain, the rain music video. It was so weird and like stood out so much. I was like mesmerized. And my mom's, uh, my mom's girlfriend at the time looked just like Missy Elliott. That's that's easy to do. Yeah. She she has this like very non star look about her. She looks like a regular person. Which I think that's during this time. And I think that's what I liked about her. I just I saw the rain video and I was like mesmerized by the crazy visuals and the socket Timmy video also. Just these it's so funny that Busta Rhymes is on this album because he's the male counterpart of Missy Elliott in this year. Yeah. And in 98, they were both eccentric, very uh, lyrical, very talented, and their music videos were like half of their appeal as artists during this time when music videos were important. You know? Videos meant something. Mm-hmm. And they... they expanded upon the songs that you were releasing and that's what they were meant to do 
And I don't, besides Michael Jackson, I think we go impactful music videos. In my head, it goes Mike, Missy, and Busta. I think these were the three people that revolutionized the music video almost more than anybody. These guys pushed that medium to its, especially Mike started it with, you know, Thriller, Bad, uh, Remember the Time. These mm-hmm. are all huge music videos that mm-hmm. were movies within themselves. Mm-hmm. And then Thriller was a movie in a movie. A movie within a movie. Exactly. Multi-layered. And then you get Missy and Busta. You know, I still think about the uh, What's It Gonna Be video with Janet Jackson, where he also was like Terminator. And he went into Liquid. And I think about Missy with this album, The Rain, being, you know, the the big trash bag, the glasses, the the fish eye lens, the socket to me video, the Mega Man homages, Missy coming up with the Gmail sign years, years before they even used it. You know, she was the first one, you know? Yeah. These are revolutionaries. These are amazing ideas that I have to give credit to Missy and Busta Rhymes and also the great, amazing, super talented, not talked about enough, hype motherfucking Williams. Hype Williams is the greatest music video director of all time. I tell you, if you have 30 minutes of free time and you love music, go on YouTube and put Hype Williams music videos. All your favorite music videos, if you love hip hop music videos, were probably directed by Hype. He's amazing, and he did his own movie, Belly, which stars DMX, Nas, Method Man, and T-Boz from TLC. So you should watch that movie if you've never watched it. But uh, yeah, amazing music videos by both, uh, and it's eccentric music videos. Hip-hop wasn't eccentric yet like that, you know? Right. They were silly. Busta and Missy were silly, stupid. So Mix-a-Lot was silly. Yeah, but he wasn't like an artist artist, you know? Oh, don't disrespect the mix. Nobody is listening to... Nobody even knows what album Baby Got Back is on. Uh, The second Missy Elliott album has kind of the same structure with the intro and outro yeah but it's eminem uh so it's a worse album no the real world is a better album okay i just album. i really don't like eminem, eminem. It's i 99 eminem, i don't so care it's like fresh eminem any eminem i'm not a fan of i'll i'll give him like fucking slim shady and shit i guess if i have to the first three eminem albums are good all right i just you know Everything his gimmick that, his gimmick wore out for me I, I'm a I'm a white guy that talks really fast and says controversial things. Your mom won't like me. Yeah, it's pretty whack. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. My main point, Missy was awesome. Busta Rhymes were awesome. They were the outliers of a very glossy time period where hip-hop just wanted to party and didn't really have any... Not I would say no. No, there wasn't a lot of substance to a lot of the stuff that was coming out of 97. It wasn't until The Great Savior, DMX, came in 98 and set us straight. That's another story for another day. Let's get into our motherfucking top five. Top five, baby. I feel the wind. Top five, seven, eight, nine, ten. Begin. All right. 
That was a little bit from the rain. Uh, I get it. I got it. Thank you. I'm on your side. Honorable mention. Honorable mention. What is your honorable mention? We already know mine. Izzy, Izzy. Ah, just Friendly Skies. Friendly Skies. Interesting choice. Because Genuine. My pony. I know you want to do it. I know you want to get right it. My pony. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. You know, that was Timbaland's interpretation of Pony on the song Love to Love You, which is on a completely different album. I want to I want to state something. Yes, yeah, state it. This movement, there's a little movement. This Sorry, crew, I'll stand this, still. This crew, this group, mm. Missy, Timbo, Genuine, Magoo, and Aaliyah. All five members of this group are on this album. Yep. These five were tight as a, like she said, we so tight that you get our styles tangled. These five were together for like 96 to about 2000. These guys were together. One of the greatest under, not talked about enough groups of like musicians that work together like continuously. Because if you look on Leah's album, there's Missy Features, Timbaland, all these guys work together. Genuine, the same thing. They were all together. They made great music together. Sad that things don't work out forever. You don't work with the same people your whole career of music. But they had a really, really great run. And I really like how this album feels like a precursor, like the real like uh, show of that. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's on this album. Magoo, Magoo is on Beat Me 911. Timbaland produced pretty much every song on this album. Genuine is on Friendly Skies. Ali is on Best Friends. You know how I know Timberland did that? Missy brings it up every goddamn second. Now it is very annoying every second that she's talking about how great Timbaland is on this album. It's, it's like one of the things that I mark off. But Timbaland is an amazing producer, and this was his kind of his coming out. He was just kind of getting his feet. And yeah. I, I under as an artist, I understand how much a great producer is to you, and that you should shout them out. But there's way too many, way too many times. It's like way too many times. It feels like she was the precursor to producers putting their callouts on songs the before tags. they start. And it's and, like I, and, I, and that's another thing I hate. I hate listening to a song, and then you just hear before it starts, DJ Betty. And then it's Drake starts rapping. It's your booming was a mod. Yeah. Not every song on Doggy Style is Snoop telling me that Dr. Dre's on that. Right. That's, that's all. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah. Dr. Dre's amazing. Snoop Dogg would have every right to be like, as soon as Jenna Juice is beginning, Dr. Dre on the boards rolling down the streets. Yeah. Okay, I get it. This beat is fucking amazing. Give props to Dre, but he doesn't. We just know. Yeah. At, at, by the sixth song on the album, I don't need to. And Timbo is the name of no, but no, he's so good on the boards. I had to hit the draw. Like, I don't know. Because it sounds like she's in the studio, kind of like. Just making shit up. Yeah. It sounds like we're shitting on this album. We're just, just telling it like it is. Yeah, we're on it. Friendly Skies. A really, really amazing duet with Genuine. And this is your honorable? This is my honorable mention. I, I love the slowness. Missy's voice on this is really good. is an amazing singer. So for Missy to kind of stand toe-to-toe with him as like on this duet as they go back and forth, really impressed with her voice. That's one of the things I do like about this album. This is her first album. 
And she's showing a really great prowess as a singer. Her singing points, she's not bad. She's not bad at all as a singer on this album. And she does a really good job going back and forth. And the, don't go missing, fly with me, fly with me. I love that part. Interesting enough for all my listeners, if you don't know, this song has been sampled by Drizzy Drake Rogers on his first mixtape, So Far Gone, on a song called Bria's Interlude featuring Omarion. Listen to it. It's a good song. Who cares? Great song. It's actually the first time I heard this song was through mm. that song. And when we listened back when I first, I was like, it's Bria's Interlude. I forgot that this was on here. So yeah, Friendly Skies is my honorable mention. Very fun song. All right, what's your number five? Number five is Beat Me 911. That's in my top five. That's my number four. Doom, doom, doom. Oh, wait, no, I shifted everything up. It's my number three. Doom, boom, boom. <laughs> Beat me now, one, one. Uh, This is like the... Uh, in order of the singles, I think this is probably the least successful one that they dropped. But the video is insane. Crazy video. The uh, This is a very futuristic beat. It's all fast and the sounds are insane. I don't think anybody in 97, 98 was like, had heard anything like this. Uh, BB 901 is, a, is like, a, I don't know if I would say it's a party song, but I would I would throw it on at a party for people who want to dance. That boom, 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 boom. It's, the instrumental does a lot of the legwork in this song. It's like the the main piece that I really, 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 really enjoy. Again, great singing from Missy, great singing from 702, and Magoo has a really, really sick-ass verse. His verse is really good on that song. So, uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, my least right. favorite single from the album, but one of my favorite songs. Well, that's not a category. Number four. Don't be coming in my face. This song caught me by surprise. Because it kind of has. What's the name of the song? Don't you be don't, coming. Okay. Uh, let me. Uh, in parentheses, in my face. In my face, yes. Uh, yeah. Pause. Pause. That is a pause. Yeah. Not what she says it because she's a woman. Yeah. For me, it's definitely a pause. I don't mean, be, if I was if I was gay, it wouldn't be a pause. But I'm not right. a homosexual man. That's so. Fair. This song kind of has the issue of the beat not being super cool, but I enjoy the hook a lot and I enjoy the verses a lot, so it makes up for it. It kind of I can't catch myself singing. Oh, like I can catch myself like bopping to it a lot. Sure, you know? it's a real good. I feel like you bop a lot in general. Uh, to songs I like, yes. Oh, wow. If I like a song, I'm a fucking dance to it. I'm a fucking sing to it because I could do whatever the fuck I want because I'm grown as fuck. I didn't mean it as a diss. I'm just saying you like what's to the, bop to songs. Don't be coming in my face. Mostly for the for the real bop and for the fact that it's it had a lot going against it but it still like resonated with me it like uh i don't know i i feel bad for putting it ahead of beat me 911 but beat me 911 was a single and i didn't remember it until i like had to you know re-listen to the album and then i watched the video and i was like i do remember this but if it was really that great, I, I would have remembered it offhand. Like, I remember Socket to me in the rain. Those songs right. stick out like sore thumbs. I can never forget those, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, don't be, don't be coming in my face. Very fun song. Number three, uh, my best friend say 
My best friend say. Interesting. That was one of those songs I wasn't that hot on. It's not my least favorite. It almost was. It was almost your least favorite? Kind of. Wow. Because it was kind of an unforgettable, or not unforgettable, it was kind of forgettable for me. I don't know what it is. I, I, I think I just really like the hook a lot and the, the bridge that goes along with it. I'll be there for you anytime I need. You can count on me. Come on. I like that a lot. And I'm also a humongous sucker for anything that Aaliyah does. I love oh, Aaliyah. Oh, yeah. I love Aaliyah so much. She was the first celebrity that I liked and loved that died while I was a kid. She's dead? Yeah. You didn't, I'm, I'm oh, kidding. So I just did the same thing about Tupac. Come on. I was eight years old when she passed, and it was like the first celebrity that like I had like seen and seen and then passed. So like she holds like a special place. In I life. remember you telling me, I think it was either during Tupac or Biggie, where you're like, "No, he's not dead. He just released an album." And yeah. your mom had to explain how yes. that worked. That was, it was just, Pac. It was that Pac. was so funny to me. I really, I, I was four. I didn't know. I, like, I just, I literally just Dude, watched the changes. You were a stupid four-year-old. <laughs> Most four-year-olds are pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. I, I, I just saw him on the TV. I'm like, how could he be dead? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, mommy was there. But yeah, uh, I just think uh, I like, I like the message. It made me, the song makes me feel good. And, and you know that's what that's what's great about music. It can make you feel good. Uh I can see where you would think it's kind of a boring song, but yeah. I don't know, it resonates with me. I really, really I really, really if it wasn't for the legacy of the my number two and my number one, uh I could easily see this as being my favorite song of the album. Now what's your number two then? You're gonna hype it up that much? What's your number two? Ooh ah, uh, suck it to me like you want uh. to ooh. Ooh, I can take it like a pro. That's my number one. Nice. Well, I shifted everything up. It was my number two, but then I couldn't really think of a song I liked more than it, so it was slotted up one. Uh, this instrumental sounds like fucking bombs over Baghdad. Bombs over Baghdad or the yeah, song? But- yeah. Just actual bombs over Baghdad, but not like the crazy bombs over Baghdad. Not like George Bush. No, like the first George Bush bombs over Baghdad. You know, we keep bringing this Bush family up. Yeah, they were they were a big part of our our growing up. They so. were they they're what scarred us as children. They definitely did. Uh, the brat has an awesome verse on this. She fucking goes in. It's that B R A T happy Missy. We some bad bitches who be fucking it up. Love that. Uh, amazing verse from her. Great. Beat from Timberland, uh, good singing from Missy. Uh, she sings pretty much most of the song. Is her yeah. singing song is just I don't so know. It's I, a very it's a it's a pleasing song. That's yeah. how I, I I describe it as a very pleasing song. I listen to it and I'm like I fucking love this song. I again I challenge you to listen to the music that came out in this time period. Nothing was sounding like this. No. Nothing was sounding like these instrumentals. There weren't people singing and rapping like Missy was at this time. The only person close to it was Miss Lauren Hill. She re- she's referenced in this album. Yeah, because you know this was this was as the brat said. This is this is again the difference between African Americans and white people. This oh. is the bitch era. <laughs> the brat says bitch as a positive thing. 
she means Missy is a bitch too. She means herself as a bitch. There's yeah. Missy, Brat, Kim, Lauren. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? Foxy's still going on at this time. Foxy Brown. There was a lot, a lot. There was enough. Queen Latifah is still active as a rapper at this time too. MC Light is still active as a rapper at this time. This is the time. This is that a brief window when hip hop women and R and B women. Shout out to Mary J as well. Blige killing it. Yes, I know, I'm kidding. The dog, we gotta do some Mary J. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of loyal to Nick Cannon. <laughs> Get out. <of> here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were killing it right now at this time. They were fucking murdering it. Women were like, like I said, like Missy. If you do a top ten rappers of '97, you gotta put Missy Elliott in there. Yeah, easily. This might not be our favorite album, but there's nobody else. There's no women, obviously, at this time doing music like this in '97. There weren't any niggas doing it like this in '97 either. And this was a time period where there were still real rappers. There were still niggas catching cases, you know? The Locks. I'm pretty sure The Locks put out an album in 97. Shout out to Mace, who also dropped an album in 97, Harlem World. Hey, that's the name of the album, the segment. Hey, that's the name of the song. Oh, shit. Did you know that there was a... The, the song is the name of the album? Yeah. Is on this album and the song? Yeah. It's crazy. Super Duper Fly? In parentheses, the rain. No, it's the rain. It's the rain in parentheses, super duper fly. Yeah, yeah, that's very insulting to Miss Elliot. You don't like the song so much. It's my number four. I slotted it up one. Yeah. It. It was the. Uh, it's the rain chorus. I can't stand the rain. Yeah, it sounds. It's I like my window. It's it's everything but that that I like on the song. When that part comes on, it just I I fe- it kind of like grates at me, you know? Like I'm kind of describing like I hate the song. I don't. It's my number 4. Yeah. But that part of the song. It's I like can't I stand the rain. It sounds like nails on a chalkboard for me. That's crazy. Like that's just it makes my skin crawl a little bit. Probably helps that I grew up with this, with that song. Yeah. And that music video. But I mean, I'm the same with Izzy Izzy Ah, where I'm just like, oh, well, that part just sounds lazy. And she's like, ah. It's like, that's why I don't like it. The you production. Know? I have to say, I don't think I, I mean, I talked about it previously, about how I love the eccentricity of the music videos. But that helps my enjoyment a lot of these songs. When I listen to Socket to me without the music video, I envision the music video. It makes me like the song more. When I think of the rain, I think of the music video. It makes me like it more. Mm. You know, just the, it just is a feel. It, just, you know, probably biased because I grew up with this. Like my first memories was watching uh, these videos. It, beep beep. Who has the keys to the jeep? We're drunk. That's true. Let's get back on track. Yeah. Super Duper Fly, what do you rate it? Not uh, the album, the song. The song, yes. The song, because that's where we left the off. The song, uh, I give it a nine. Okay. I, I probably give this song a nine and a half. Oh, I love okay. this song so much. Like, I was listening to it today, and I'm like, this is a mid-ass song. I feel the wind. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh. <laughs> oh, wait. This is, what, five-year-old Gabe? So you were learning to count at that yeah. time. Beep, beep. 
Who has the keys to the, the bus? Goes beep beep. One two three four five six. Vroom. I'm driving to the beach. Top down, loud sound. See my beats. It, take a pound now. Look who it be. It just be 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 and Timothy. See to you, it's just lyrics. But to me, when I hear it, it's just me, 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 and Timothy. I think about her in the Jeep with Tim in the video. And she's like, it's just me, 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 and Timothy. And all the and then when they're on the beach with the girls, look like it's about to rain once again. I got the armor roll to shine the stains. So you just like the music video. The video amplifies the song. Uh, all, right, all right, all right, all right. I can't think, I can't hear the song and not think of the video. When I watch the video, I'm like, damn, this song is fucking fire as fuck. Like, it's all one and the same to me. You know what I'm saying? Sure. If you get, you guys can't see it right now, but I'm locking my fingers together. Yeah. Togetherness. He's making his fingers fuck. Finger fuck. Finger fuck. So I give it a six. Holy shit. But it's the number four song. That's crazy. On my top five. Uh, my least favorite song is Getaway. What's your uh, top five? Well, I don't like how you just said Getaway was your least favorite song and left it at that. What don't you like about it? It's the last real song on the album, and okay. it doesn't feel like it. Uh, cool. Well, my least favorite, I'll just go into my least favorite, so you did your least favorite, Bite Our Style. Yeah. That was, it's such an annoying song for me, because half the song is just Missy going, I'm a good rapper. Yeah. I'm a really good rapper. It's like, all right, Missy. If you're a good rapper, you don't have to tell people you're See, a good rapper. I picked Getaway as my least favorite because I'm a big uh, stickler for how albums end. Yeah. And that song is just there, and it's the last real song, and then you get Busta's outro, and you get Missy's finale, and these aren't real songs. Yeah. But you are very, very correct in pointing out one of the songs... One of like there's like three or four others, two or three other songs on there that are like bite myself. Yeah, you just Whack don't need beat. them. Not a good, not good beats. Yeah, not good rhymes. Not enjoyable hooks. Just songs that are just there. Yeah, they're just there, and they're not even. I wouldn't even say that they're necessarily bad. They're boring. That's the problem. When you have songs like Beat Me Nine One One. The production on fucking Socket to Me, these incredibly produced songs, songs like Bite Our Style and uh, Izzy Izzy Ah and fucking uh, what's the other song? Uh, this is the latter, the middle part of the album. Yeah. So lazy. And man. around this time, I've always kind of felt that way about albums. It's yeah. like they start strong have middle shit, and then they try and end strong. Yes, yes. And it's like, you don't need a long album. You don't. Like, I really this, appreciated... This album should not be an hour. I appreciated 2018 Kanye when he went seven on that... tracks. Seven tracks, 28-minute album. Love it. He did that. He did a Kid See Ghost. He did a Love Push it. album. Love he it. did a Tiana Taylor album. He did a fucking Nas tracks. album. Love it. Love uh, and it. it was great. It was to the point, here's my music, boom. You don't have to this have. This was the time period where they had skits. You had to have an hour-long hour, album. Fifty-nine minutes. Like this album should not be an hour. No. It, I would say cut like twenty-five minutes off this album. Easy. I would. It would be amazing. Yeah. You cut like six or seven joints off this motherfucker. 
I feel like people would talk cut the about intros, cut the intros, cut the, the outros, outros, the finales. Boring songs. Yeah. You have a, you have a great record. Yeah. So uh, what was, uh, uh, keep going. Honorable mention. We said is easy. Ah. Uh, yes. Uh, number five, hit him with the he. Hit him with the he. Number four, the rain, super duper fly. Honestly, those two could be flipped, flopped. I don't care. Four, five, five, four. Eh. <laughs> uh, number three, beat me nine one one. Great song. Number two, you did not mention the song at all, and I only like it because I love the Bob Marley song that this is a ripoff of Pass the Blunt. Ah. Because I really love Pass the Duchy. Pass the Duchy up the left-hand side. Yeah. Yeah, and she bites off on this song. It's just a fun... This is like one of those dumb, guilty pleasure songs that I like. And I don't like this song. I was, I was vibing with it when I was driving today. I'm like, fuck yeah. Also, in one of those songs, I'm just like... Ugh. Yeah. Um, number one? Number one, sock it to me. A great number one. Great I, number one. I actually thought about putting it as number one on mine, but I had to put the rain there because of good music video. Yeah, yeah. Sock it to me is an amazing. I would say the sock it to me video is better than the uh, rain video because it's Mega Man, you know, and the, the the G Man, the future. She foresaw that. Yeah. Timbaland she... is Doctor Wiley. Uh, and who was Mr. Coyote? I'm uh, drinking. When I drink, I make dumb jokes like that. Uh, Lil Kim is a uh, is a uh, fucking uh, no. That's a uh, brat is a uh, zero. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I the video for Socket to me is much better than the video for the rain. It's super cool. So now let's. What do you rate the album? Eight. Okay. I'm going to edit out that long pause so it won't sound like a long pause. But there was a very long pause after Gabe said eight, and I just had to absorb that. Rating. I would say I give it a light eight. I would, I would say if it wasn't for what the music videos meant to me and what the songs meant to me, the singles specifically, and what they meant to me for like growing up, and shaping my interest in hip hop and uh, eccentric hip hop artists, because I grew up in a time where there's Biggie music videos, DMX, Jay Z, all these tough guy rappers. Yeah. And Missy and Busta showed me another side of hip hop that there's other other lanes you can take. You don't. There's not just one path to being a hip-hop artist. So these things shaped me in a lot of ways. Um, if it wasn't for those things, if it wasn't for the great music videos, amazing production on those songs, and just the stand, how much a lot of the, the big records stand out, I probably wouldn't give it such a, a good score because the... You like the song, but the past the blunts, is easy eyes, the fucking uh, what's that song, the just that meandering middle part of the album, yeah, the boring shit, the shit that's boring. I'm a really getaways. good rapper. Tip is so good at making beats, and I rap so good. If that's the subject of your songs, like that's not a song, you know. Luke, 
make that a Lucy. Yeah. That's not album. That's not album shit. Maybe, and this is probably us being from the future and us hearing so many different. There was no My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasies that I came out. But I'm not way. thinking of those when I listen to this. I'm. Even, you told me a while ago, I forget which album it was, but you told me I had to listen to it as if it was that time. It was the same. And yeah, of all the albums, we listened to albums from the 70s, and you're telling me that about a fucking 2008 Drake album. 2013. But, but, what I, but it helped you with the album, right? It helped you listen to it. Kind of. Better. And I've been doing that with these other albums, but even still, like, e- yes, listening right. to this even in. Even still, if you listen, you compare it to like something like Ready to Die. Even, even I would even say, thirty six chambers. Yeah, this album sounds like a heat East Coast album. Yeah, she would shed this on on the Real World, the album that comes after this, and uh, uh, Missy E, so addictive, the album after that. Are everything else sounds like Missy? Sounds like unique. And that's focused. the Missy I liked. Yeah, you know? this as an album that they made in two weeks. Probably a lot of pressure from the labels to get something out. That's why I give it such a I give it a good a good rating because there's a lot there was a lot going against it. She made it in only a couple weeks, you know. Means a lot to me personally. Okay. I give I I definitely I shot some bail to this album. I gave yeah. it some bail. Gave it some slack. Cut it some slack. You really did. But there's a lot of issues with this record. I would sure. not recommend it to people. I would tell people listen to the singles. I would definitely not tell people to listen to this album. Yeah. It, which is crazy because I'm giving it such a nice rating. And you told me to listen to it by recommending it for this podcast. Because I wanted to. I know. <laughs> you know I wanted we can't to. only have albums we really like on here. True. It's yeah. funny because I'm giving it a good rating. But yeah. I don't. I I would soon enough tell people to listen to Teenage Dream before this album. Ah, Jesus Christ. I wouldn't. <laughs> what do you give it? So I told you earlier, I'm like, you know what? I give My Chemical Romance, Welcome to the Black Parade, a full grade higher. I give this a 725. Honestly, you give it a 725. Kind of gracious on your part. I felt like... I couldn't do flat seven, but I feel like a six is. Seven, it definitely and, isn't a six either. Yeah, and six is even if it's a six seven five, it's That's something about sixes sounds too harsh. Yeah. Even though I gave Katy Perry's Teenage Dream a five, that didn't feel harsh. Six on this felt a little harsh. Yeah, seven two five is right where it really deserves. To be. Yeah. yeah, not a bad score. Thank you. <laughs> uh, the raid, socket to me, quarter of greatness. What would you do? You, sometimes you ask if I'm okay with that. What would you say if I'm just like, no, that's not going in the quarter of you besmirch the good name of the quarter of greatness with those songs? I would, uh, depending on how much I enjoyed the song, I would uh, either vehemently disagree or uh, like a man shake your hand and say, okay. Oh, okay. But uh, I think Socket to me definitely deserves to be in the corridor of greatness. Easy. And I think the legacy of the the rain, I think it deserves to be in there too. Do you disagree with the rain? I do not because it means that much to you. Thank you. And on that note, see you later, alligators. In a while, crocodile.